the Heart Connection Podcast, lovelies. This is a place to connect, to inspire, to heal and to empower you to live a healthy, happy and purposeful life from your heart. I'm Pavlina Yerushkova, your host. I'm an intuitive health and life coach and I help women to connect to themselves, to step into their power and their purpose and to heal from within. I believe that all issues we are experiencing in life, physical, mental and emotional, arise from being disconnected from your heart, from your true self and I'm going to help you to open your mind, to connect to your heart and to heal from within. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Heart Connection podcast. Today we've got another guest interview with the beautiful Lauren Armstrong and we are going to talk about living as a human design quadrite being. I've talked about human design a little bit in past episodes. I'm in no way an expert on human design, but that's why I got Lauren today. And I invited Lauren because she's such a beautiful, beautiful person. And I had the pleasure to experience her as my human design coach. She was she was a human design coach and a mastermind I was a part of for for six months and group coaching with her was that there was always so amazing and I and I loved having her as my coach and she brought to my attention that I was a quadrite being in human design and I didn't know much about it until she taught me and because there is not much information out there about what it means to be a quadrite being, which means that you in, hu in your human design chart, that you have all arrows pointing right. And that's why I invited Lauren to talk about it on the podcast with me and I could ask her all of the questions that I was all the things that I was wondering about what it actually means and what's aligning and it was such a wonderful wonderful conversation and before I before we get to the episode I would like to introduce Lauren a little bit so she's like I said she's a wonderful human design coach. She's certified as a human design business consultant through the International Human Design School. And she also holds, holds other certifications, for example, in neuro-linguistic programming and time techniques. She's trauma-informed and is a clinical hypnotherapist as well, a Reiki practitioner, a retreat leader and a speaker. And she's based in San Diego in, in the United States. So we, we are like, I think nine hours apart. So when we were doing the interview, it was morning for her, evening for me, but we made it work and it was all wonderful. And like I said, we, we talk about what it means to be a quadrite being, to live as a quadrite being. So Lauren explains what it actually means, what, what, what the arrows means, what, what it means to live as a quadrite being in a mostly left world because a lot of most of the people these days have at least one arrow pointing left or more 
But there will be, as Lauren explains, there will be more and more people with all arrows pointing right, especially after 2027, which is really, really interesting. And what it means to be a quad right being is, I mean, Lauren will explain it much better than me, but it actually means that left beings, people, they have one or more left arrows, they are more strategic, more active. And as quad right beings, we are not meant to be strategic, which is quite hard, uh, at least for for me the realization that i'm not meant to be strategic because everyone tells you especially in business that you need to have a strategy you need to be strategic you need to have some structure you need to do this this and this and that's never worked for me and we all have a con we all have conditioning around this and finding out what it actually means to do things differently, how I'm supposed to be more receptive and passive and be in the flow and be creative and not, you know, have my day structured like working from nine to five or focus all day long. That doesn't work for me. And it's so interesting hearing that, for example, all of the health issues I went through in the past, they were caused by me trying to force myself into working in a in an office job you know <laughs> and being there from eight or nine to five six o'clock and focus all day long and I was under pressure and a lot of stress and it caused a lot of health issues and interestingly all these health issues my thyroid issues digestive issues burnout and all of these things that's actually connected to me being a quad ride, which was so fascinating, fascinating. And we talk about so many different things, you know, in, in regards to being a quad ride, you know, so how, for example, because Lauren's specialty is business. So we talk about a lot about what it means to be a quad ride in business. For example, when you're launching or planning something in your business, how, how you can do it without being strategic, because that's all you hear that you are meant to be strategic. You need a strategy. You need goals. You need this and this and this. And that's not meant to be like that. So how you can decondition all these things that you've learned. And even though, even if you're not in business, even if you're not a quad ride, it's so interesting because a lot of us, a lot of you might have at least some arrows pointing, right? So Lauren talks even about what each arrow means. So all the, the, the arrows, they called vari variables. So, or if you have maybe a family member or a friend who is a quadride being, then it's so interesting for, I'm sure it will be so interesting for you as well. And one thing that was of interest for me, especially was how you can manifest thing when you things. So your desires, your goals. And so when, when you are a quadrite being, when you are passive and receptive and also when you quadrite, you're non-specific manifester. So for me, it's never worked to have 
a list of goals or to have a vision board with specific goals on it it's never worked so lauren explains this as well how it can how we can manifest as non-specific beings as non-specific manifestors as quadrate beings and so much more it's such a juicy and interesting conversation i took so much from it and even when i was listening back to it before before i started recording this intro it's just so amazing and i'm so grateful that lauren accepted my invitation and that she and that she came on the podcast and before we get to the episode i'd like to share with you one update from me as well because this week i'm launching or relaunching conscious healing blueprint as a self-study program so earlier this year i ran conscious healing blueprint which is my online program for women with chronic health issues such as eczema or autoimmune disease who are ready to transform their life and heal on all levels so i ran this program live as a group program but i consciously structured it the way so it would be in the future it would be self-sufficient so you can actually go through the program by yourself it's i explain everything in the program there's always trainings and then there's guided processes that will help you to move all of the things that are have caused your health issues that are standing in the way of your healing that get all the way to the roots or all the possible roots and i use guided eft processes different guided visualizations meditations we get into we get you to connect we get you connected to your inner voice and work through your Uh, subconscious beliefs through your subconscious programming conditioning that has contributed to your health issues we go into self-love and acceptance and into forgiveness and working through your ancestral lines and your and past life healings and all the things that I've used to when I, when I was working with my clients one one as well as in group settings. I'm actually running the program in Czech at the moment as well, and that's how I worked in the past with people when my with my clients one to one. I use the same methods and modalities that, that have helped me to heal my own chronic health issues, including eczema and thyroid issues and digestive issues and so much more, and that's helped so many of my clients so now it's a comprehensive program that you can go through at your own pace it's designed as a three-month program but you can now start anytime and you can go through it you know in your own pace what's convenient for you so you don't have to you don't have to be dependent on anyone else you can go through it just when it suits you but there's so many things that you know that you can always come back to it so it, it's the there's lifetime access for the program and there is a 
private Facebook group for support. So you, you can, if you have any questions, so you, you go through it by yourself, but if you need support or you have questions, you can go to the private Facebook group that's only for Conscious Healing Blueprint members and you can ask your questions there. And I, and there's always a possibility to apply for additional one-to-one -one support with me. If you feel like you need more support, then just through the guided videos and meditations and EFT and so on. So you can find out more information in the show notes below. And also I, I wanted this program to be more affordable for because some people shared with me that maybe the live version when when we ran it as a group program was maybe not affordable for them so this is much more affordable and the price is much lower so and you will still get the support if you need it and there's possibility to upgrade and receive one-to-one -one support with me and I might do some possible life coaching calls either in the Facebook group in the future or we'll see how it goes and so there's this different options but definitely go check it out if that's something you feel called to or you have thought about in the in the past I'm not sure if I will run it as a live version in the future we'll see but yeah this is available right now and also during the month of August there will be if you signed up during the month of August there will be a possibility to win a one-to-one -one session with me so so many goodies I'm so excited for all of you because that's a program I put my heart and soul into And I'm so excited for all of you that will join. And I look forward to seeing you in the program and in the Facebook group. So go check it out. The link is in the show notes. And now, without further ado, let's go to the episode with Lauren. And yeah, enjoy. It's such a good one. Let's go. Welcome, Lauren, to the Heart Connection podcast. How are you today? I'm fabulous. How are you? Excited to be here. So excited to have you. I'm good. Now that you're here, I was looking forward to this so much. It's evening for you and morning for me, but we made it happen. Yes. <laughs> our our yes. cross-world connection. Yeah. What technology can do today, right? Mm -hmm. Fabulous. So today, like the topic we want to talk about mainly is being a quadrat being or what what would you call is it like a being or what I know yeah. it's called variables and stuff in human design but yeah, how would we're, you we're quadrat beings <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. that's perfect but before we get to that would you mind sharing what you do how you got here what you know what led you to to it like what what's the journey what's your story like how you got to where you are now yeah that's fun um we'll see what comes out of my mouth <laughs> as a projector, <laughs> projector who's a quad right we'll see what comes out um yeah so I um I went like did the traditional path like all the way up until college um 
and I got a job with an oil company out of school. And I was like doing a lot of like analytics and then I was in sales and I was like, this cannot be what my life is supposed to be like. Like I would drive up to a client or a customer and I would be in my car and I'd have to like psych myself up to like get out of the car and like go into the building. <laughs> like, and it's just really, really horrible. So um, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. So I actually did like the whole um, rebelling against what I knew and went into corporate. So then I like recognized, okay, I could actually do this other thing that actually both of my parents do um, and try like to do something on my own. Right. And so I started like taking entrepreneurship classes and like building that up um, while I was still in corporate. And so I eventually left and I was actually doing some work around like nutrition out of based on a nutrition plan I was doing. And I stumbled across human design on Instagram. This is like in 2017, 2018. I don't know. A loan account. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. talking about human design. And she posted something about a, what a projector was. And I was like, I don't even know what the word projector means, but the description was like, so me that mm-hmm. it like had me in tears. And I was like, I don't know what a projector is, but I'm sure that I am one. Right. And yeah. so like, going down the rabbit hole, me like, okay, well, what is human design and how do I find my type? And like pulling my chart and being like, of course I'm a projector because that resonated so deeply with my soul. Um, and then if we're talking about how we got to like the variables and arrow conversations, I remember actually the first time that I came across variables was in there's a section at mybodygraph.com, like you get the main chart and it doesn't have the arrows around your head. And I was mm. like, do I have no arrows? Like, I don't have arrows. <laughs> like, you know? Be like, oh, I'm like, you know, something's missing, but I was just in the wrong tab. And when I found the right tab, the arrow shut up and I was like, oh, they all point to the right. That's interesting. Like, I wonder what that means. But like, it was kind of a blip and and didn't come back to it until it was in the International Human Design School and getting certified through for business consulting through them. Um, And just started talking excitedly. Like, I couldn't help it. Like, I needed to study this information. I needed to study more about human design. And then I was talking about it because I couldn't help talking about it because once you learn about this system, it's so fascinating. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. help but share. And so then from sharing, I got a lot of recognition and invitations to lead and guide other people by sharing their designs with them. So that's like how the whole snowball effect kind of started with me actually doing human design for a living. Mm. It's And that's how we met, right? And that, yep. And that's how we met. That's how we got here. You were a human design guest coach, let's say, in a mastermind I was I was a part of. And I always loved our calls. And you actually brought me to this idea. I mean, I was learning about human design, I guess, for the last couple of years. But when you taught me I was a quadrite and what it meant, it made me really emotional because, like you said, it was like I remember you said something because I'm speaking to your soul because it's 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 the truth for you and it was it felt like such a big weight lifted off my shoulders pretty much yeah. because I was like oh my god this is like so me and this makes so much sense so can you maybe talk a little bit more about what it actually means to be a quadrant yeah so um 
in human design, I hear often referred to as like cognitive architecture because it has to do with our awareness and our consciousness. So the variables or quadrate, like what the heck that, that means. So variables are the arrows that are around your head in the human design chart, and they can either be pointing left or right. And left in any of the arrows just means a more strategic um, way of viewing the world, taking in information in the world, like it's strategy. It's like more active, right? And then when it's pointing to the right, it's more passive and receptive. So when you're saying, okay, all four arrows or all four variables point to the right, what you're saying is you are, you have a passive, receptive mind, brain, body (laughs) that you're taking in everything around you and you're not designed to be strategic. And I think that that part of design for me was the hardest thing to grasp because we live in a Mm. world dominated by and obsessed with (laughs) strategy. Mm. I'm kind of feeling my throat kind of come up there a little bit. Something's clearing in my throat chakra, (laughs) but (laughs) um, yeah, it's, it's really, really fascinating. And, you know, it's like, when we talk about human design, we talk about type strategy and authority and what type strategy and authority does is it it gets us to what is correct for us, right? We're moving correctly. We're operating our form, our body correctly. Um, It guides us going in the correct direction for us, what's right for us according to our body. And what variables do is kind of get us to the correctness as far as mind goes. And this is something that I'm like actively deconditioning in myself. Um, I'm currently enrolled in Brayton, shout out to Brayton, um, Brayton's receptive emergent immersion, which actually receptive meaning like your mind variable, your, your upper right variables turning right. But what actually happened within this round is that all of us that are there are all quad right. So it's actually becoming this fun quad or quad right immersion. Um, so I don't know if I even answered your question there, but basically <laughs> what, what quad rights are here to take everything in um, our brains are take there's, they're just like processing so much information. We're not designed to focus. And the moment that we try and like focus or push our brains to do something, we're kind of creating this like lack of well-being within our physical bodies. And Ra talks a lot about this in his lectures on rightness. So we can talk about going like how that goes to the thyroid and how we'll have like maybe problems metabolizing food or problems with our weight or problems with not enough energy and feeling really burnt out. It's because like we're trying to force our brains, our consciousness to do things, our brains, our bodies, the red arrows and our consciousness, our mind the black arrows to do something that it's not designed to do. So when we force and force and force and force, it's like, it's like putting somebody in glasses that aren't meant for them, right? Like what's going to happen is you're going to get dizzy or you're going to get headaches. You're going to feel nauseous, right? Like, because you're doing something that's quote unquote corrective, but it's not actually corrective for you. Mm. I think what you mentioned is literally everything I went through, like weight problems, problems digesting food digestive issues food intolerances thyroid issues like all different things oh no. like, is this the first time you heard that those were related to rightness well pretty much but like <laughs> I mean I've done 
I mean, I healed all of these things, almost of like pretty much I healed all of them already, like along my journey. But it's interesting that it's actually connected to the quadriteness. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really fun, right? Because uh, what we say about right, yeah, is <laughs> we're taking everything in. We're receptive, so we. It's almost like we're. And I love how Brayden describes this. Like we're a deep well of information. Like we have the knowledge, we have the source information. We've read it, we've studied it, we've seen it, we've experienced it, we've observed it. We're here observing, right? We're not here to be observed. We're observing as quadrites, and so we have this deep information, but we don't know what we know until someone pulls it out of us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what's really powerful about having, you know, the left and the right in the world operating correctly the left would, could, quote unquote, should, I hate using the word should, but ask the right a question and let us just go, right? Like let whatever needs to come through, come through because exactly what is meant to come through is going to come through. But we're not designed to like be put under pressure to do strategy and to like be like the left. So if we can allow ourselves that differentiation, which is the whole freaking point of human design, right? Like we're here to be our own unique expression of energy. If we are both allowed to operate without trying to fix each other to be like the other, we can work in real beautiful harmony together. Mm. This is still a bit confusing to me. Like even even like you know with my strategy as a generator to respond and not not like being like not being strategic it's like so what am i supposed to do just waiting around until like things come to me until someone comes and pulls things out of me or mm-hmm. what what does it mean actually and how like what is is there like is something more important is more more important than I'm a quadrite or my strategy or an authority or my type or you know like is is there like a hierarchy in human design um I don't know what what like the official human design gods would say (laughs) to me it's like you're a quantum right so like no no one piece is like you're not one piece of your design, you're all of it together. And so one of the things that I love to look at, is like type strategy and authority and like the quadrateness. Okay. So how can all of those things weave together? So for you, right, you're a generator. And so generators are here to do things that are deeply satisfying to them. You're here to be, you wake up with a full tank of energy, a full tank of gas in the morning and use it in satisfying ways throughout the day and go to bed delightfully exhausted, right? Like that's, that's the, brilliance of the life of a generator and so for you as a quad right generator what could it look like to do the things that you enjoy doing and respond to life when it comes to you while you're doing Mm. those things right and then as a quad right not being super structured about it like from nine to ten I'm going to do this and then from ten to eleven I'm going to do that like (laughs) structuring and calendaring and like sitting down at your desk and forcing yourself to do quote unquote work and like things like that. If that's supportive to you, if you feel good doing it, great. But but most people that you chat with are quad right. It's like it feels like death because it kind yeah. of is to your your consciousness and <laughs> to your brain. Mm-hmm. Um so so what would it look like for you to like respond to and interact with and weave through your life and know that it's coming to you because as a receptive that's the way that it works. Mm. 
Yeah, that's something even I think thanks to you, I realized and I'm doing this summer experiment. We talked about this before we started recording because I was guided to pretty much like to start deconditioning all the things that learned that led to me getting burnt out and exhausted and unmotivated and all of these and overwhelmed and all of these things because in the past I was trying to be strategic because that's what most people tell you you're supposed to have strategy yeah. in business yeah, and have a plan hit the plan get the yeah. goal Here, what are your steps to get the goal work backwards yeah <laughs> exactly but can you you know like can you actually benefit from some kind of structure as a quote, right? Or is it like better not to have any structure at all and just go from moment to moment and see what feels right or what feels good? Yeah, I'm going to give you a really annoying answer and that's going to be follow your strategy and authority. <laughs> right? So following your, and, and that's why I'm like, it's you're like, okay, well, what's the hierarchy of it? It's like they blend together. Um, you know, so, and I also think it's like really important to recognize that, okay, well, we do live in a strategic world. So like, what is the least amount of strategy we can get away with, you know, while still operating on this plane or having people come in that are strategic to support us in those systems and strategies so that we can live like on this flight while being as right, as receptive as possible. Um, so like, for example, the way that that looks for me as a quadrate and scheduling my week, for example, I don't mm. schedule my week. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I know high level things that I'm like working on, excited about programs I have running, but I try and have no more than like five hours of calls per week mm-hmm. because those calls are requiring me to sit down at my computer and focus mm. essentially. Right. Um, so if, if I'm like, okay, if I can minimize that and create more space to flow and to be in that energy of whatever comes up is the correct thing that comes up. Mm. That's the kind of the way that I play with it. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, and, and I, I want to caution anybody who's listening to this around like making yourselves bad or wrong or holding themselves to like this perfect standard of like, I can't do anything strategic, <laughs> right? Like, okay, let's play and operate and experiment with what feels good. What feels restrictive? Where does your body, like, what does your body feel good doing? Right. And like allowing ourselves to like play within that versus holding ourselves to these really strict standards that like might not even be possible. You know? mm. And what if you want to, it's probably not the right word to plan like a launch or a program or something. Like how do you go about that as a quadrite person? Like what would be a good way to go about that? Yeah. So I love to look at this like with the type involved as well. Right. So like you're here to respond. So you're doing the things that you love to do that are lighting you up. Like you're flowing with it. And then you're okay, like as a quadrate, like you're, you're in flow, right. You're not strategically planning the things that are, are going to bring you joy. You're just like, following the instinct or the impulse, like the, okay, this is satisfying. This is satisfying following the satisfaction. And then there's something that comes up that you're responding to. It's like, yeah, I want to do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, can you, and it's going from there, right? It's saying, can you follow your type, your strategy and your authority with 
while still allowing yourself to flow. And I think the thing is with like launching and thing and stuff like that, I think it's powerful to have support um, mm. so that you don't have to do those strategic things. Um, like my assistant is doing like my emails and she's doing, you know, I, I have all of these like pieces of content as a projector. Cause I'm here to share excitedly about my work in the world and be that visible lighthouse is my type and strategy. So I'm sharing excitedly. And then people recognize me like you did invite me to this podcast and invite me to things to lead and guide them. And so if I'm already doing this part, the showing up excitedly part, where can I bring in support to do the rest of the strategic things that like I am not designed to do? I don't do well. And I like hate doing and make me sick mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, um, which is planning, creating reels, like doing the captions for them, like planning them out. Like I'm giving you like a really specific example mm-hmm. it's like, it's on the top of my head, but like that's all strategy. And so I can bring in support to do that. It doesn't mean I'm bad or wrong because I'm not doing that. It means that it's getting done and it doesn't have to be me um, mm. who's doing that. So it's like, if there is something that actually has to get done, do you have to be the one to do it? Mm. Also, I don't know if if it's like, if it relates to that or if, if you know, but like for me, when I, when I, when I was launching and I was trying to like, prep everything in advance and plan everything in advance it never worked mm-hmm. so even though I'm in my business by myself I don't have any help it was easier for me to when I felt like next week sounds good like launching instead of like trying to plan in advance that never worked like even even when I asked my intuition you know when would be a good time to launch it never happened on on like when I tried to ask too much in advance mm-hmm. and then when I was already going through the launch it was much more aligning for me to do it one step at a time one day at a time instead of trying to write all the e- all the emails in advance and do like prep everything in advance in advance and all of these things like step by step day by day and yeah that seemed way more aligning than trying to like prepare everything in advance and yeah there's um one of the raw lectures this is like really i think relevant to what you're sharing is like he said something something around the the sentence of like anything that a quadrite does is only a medium for their creativity it's like it's not a so that it's not a like in order to it's not it's not strategic (laughs) like it's not Mm. you know which strategic has an inherent like so that um built into it and I think that that's really interesting that you're sharing that because it's it's like when left up to your own devices without the have to's and the shoulds you likely did a lot of the things that you were quote-unquote supposed to do (laughs) within Mm within a quote unquote plan or of a launch, but it more came through as flow of satisfaction than this is the plan that I had to, mm. to create because you're following your type, your strategy and your authority because you're going to do what's correct. So no matter what, it's correct for you. And mm. I think that that's like something I have been loving to share with clients lately is like, 
really owning that, like the decision you made was correct. Mm. If you're following your authority, that decision you made is correct. And so sometimes the immediate effect of the decision is not always quote unquote, like what we want or like the best possible outcome, but it's what you, what needed to happen. So if we can like shift that belief of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing, or I don't always make the right decision, or was that my authority? It's like, you followed your authority, it was correct. Like, I always make blind decisions. Mm. I don't know where that came from, but quad rights aren't linear, so we're just going (laughs) to let this flow. (laughs) And one other thing that I thought was important for me that you shared with me before was that it's also important for a quad right and for me as a triple split I think as well that like what people I surround myself with mm-hmm. and even like when launching or when working with clients or work when creating content or even anything else like because they're supposed to pull it out of you right or as a quad right yeah so we are like the source or the well of information and I love the way Brayton talks about this um because we're taking everything in, we're a deep source, we're a well. And so when we had people ask us questions, we go into the well and we like give that source of information. We tell them the things that they need to learn or that they're asking about. Um, And so we are basically the people that we surround ourselves with. If people are asking us really silly questions, (laughs) like dumb questions, then we're like giving them the answers to the dumb questions, right? Like versus like, being around geniuses, I think is the, the example that Ra uses, giving me being around geniuses and geniuses asking you questions, you'll also be able to create the, and give the depth of the genius. Um, so it is really impactful, like who you're surrounding yourself with, who you're allowing to access the well of information, who you're surrounding yourself with. And for you, I think, especially, don't you have an undefined G center? Yeah. Yeah. So your undefined G center is like who you're around is extremely important. I think yours is completely open too. Yeah. So yeah. Like that's, that's majorly powerful and you're a triple split. So um, those different groups of people are really impactful and important. So just like all over your chart, it's like place and people are very important <laughs> but mm-hmm. for quad rights as well. Yeah. So for example, like if, this interview was done by someone else and they would ask you the same questions you would probably say different things or maybe a little bit differently it's more of like you would ask that you wouldn't ask the same questions as someone else Mm. right that's right right. because they'd be asking through their perspective through their differentiation and like that's the whole point of design is this is the science of differentiation like we're um, we're not here to be like homogenized we're not here to all be the same which is like felt I think especially in the online business like world homogenization is rampant like everybody's creating like little mini me's out of their programs and stuff and so I don't know that's my my perspective my power view says that but um (laughs) but it's it's just really interesting to be like okay well if you are your own differentiated being who is that quite right? Who is in flow who has received all of this information and you're surrounded by people who are asking questions. It's like really allowing yourself to access that consciousness, that awareness. Mm. You mentioned before that we're not meant to be strategic, that we're meant to respond to life and be more like intuitive. But one of the fears sometimes I have and 
and I think that might be related to conditioning as well. And maybe other people might be wondering as well, how do I get any work done if, you know, I'm supposed to only do the things that are fun and that feel good? And how would I ever get any work done this way? Yeah. So I want to clarify because you're a generator, you're here to respond to life. Mm. Um, and you're also a quadrate being, so things come to you. But um, yeah, I think like I think there within the question is a little bit of the conditioning as well, what you mentioned, right? It's like, how am I supposed to get any work done? Mm. It's like, okay, well, is work the value? Is work like why is work the only importance? And and again, we live in the three D world, so I'm very aware of that. Um, but looking at it and being like, okay, lefts are really defined by like what they do, like their strategy and like what they get done mm. and all of that. But right beings are here to flow and be receptive. So because we live on the 3D plane and I'm a quad, right? Right. So those are the types of things that you get to play with of like how much structure feels okay. Like how can, how much can my body handle Like, do mm. I really need to be doing these structured things? Taking like inventory, like where, where is the structure? Like uh, kind of auditing yourself, right? Of like, what am I doing that is super structured that doesn't necessarily feel good? And do I have to be doing the, this in order to have a business or whatever? And even that within itself, I'm noticing as I'm saying that that question is very strategic. Mm. So you can drop all of it and just flow and trust wholeheartedly it's going to come to you mm. yeah I'm sure I still have a lot of conditioning around this like the first thing that that came to my mind is how am I going to make money if I'm not going to work you know like if I'm just going to be waiting or you know it's and I know it doesn't work the other way because I was trying to be strategic and it didn't work and it led to burnout and overwhelm and all of these things but for the mind it's still quite difficult to grasp I guess or to understand yeah I totally get that I mean I'm still deconditioning from this as well and I think it's like a lifetime of it I don't think you're ever like fully like okay I'm done I'm deconditioned (laughs) (laughs) check mark um and even like talking with Brayton in um quad right receptive receptive like class um I did a class with him a year prior, a year earlier than this class started. And I was so much more strategic then, like looking back and like the way that I had like color coded sticky notes to be like, what needs to get done? What do I need to accomplish? Right? Like it's like ways in which we find ourselves operating in the world to be of the world. And then like, what can we let go of? And Some people are totally fine, like completely jumping off the, the cliff and being like, I have no plans from now on. I don't know how I'm going to make money. I'm going to go live in the woods and I'm going to be a receptive being. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, I think that there's space for all of it. And that's one of the best things about human design is that it's an experiment. And I, I think too, like what's interesting about these arrows is it's not just the arrows, right? It's not just that we're passive. It's not just like, um, that we're receptive, that we're taking everything in from the body side and the mind side, the red side of the arrows and the black side of the arrows, but there's so much more information 
beneath the arrows. Like our determination is beneath the arrows, which is the way we digest food and information, which is going Mm -hmm. to be passive naturally because it's the right arrow, but like there's depth there, right? Your cognition, the way in which, um, like your, your super sense, for example, so like mind's inner vision. So what is, um, picturing things in my mind look like versus somebody who would be left facing would be outer vision or, or one of the other you know, variables. So environment, um, you're in a passive environment. Like what does the environment look like for you? Um, underneath the personality side arrows, the black arrows, there's your motivation, like what you're motivated by. Um, there's the sense, there's your trajectory, there's like your view there, like there's so much Mm -hmm. beneath the arrows. And so I think that's interesting is that when we're looking at, okay, yeah, you're a quad, right. You're receptive. And like, yeah. Yeah. And there's, (laughs) and there's also like ways to look at like, am I in alignment with this or am I in or am I in transference, which transference is like out of alignment. And I think that that's, that's been really helpful for me during this process because it can kind of like give me clues. So I'm not being like, am I being strategic? Am I not being strategic? Right. Like I don't want to, (laughs) but it's more like, Oh, okay. Am I in alignment with my motivation? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm not in transference. Awesome. Or, Hey, I'm in transference. This is not correct for me. Move back over. So Mm. rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. Would you mind sharing maybe for some of the people that don't know what like, each arrow actually means like if like some people might have like three right arrows and just one left or you know like whatever like what what each arrow actually means i know like one of them is if it's pointing right that i know that i'm a non-specific manifester but about the other ones i don't actually know that much so if you wouldn't mind sharing what actually each arrows uh, of the arrows like means Yeah, there are over like 16 combinations of them. Um, but in general, like the the top left arrow is all around like your determination. So the way you take in food and information. Um, the bottom um red arrow, so on the left still, is your environment. So what environment you thrive in with that really comes into um play more after your Saturn return than before it, which I think is really interesting. <laughs> um, and then on the black side arrows, you're this you're like your personality side. So the upper right is your personality and that underneath that is like your motivation and your sense. And then the bottom right arrow, which is then again, the black arrow is going to be your view. Um, and that's the one that's like kind of in pop, human design culture, we talk about like the quote unquote manifestation, um, Mm -hmm. being passive or active or, um, non-specific or specific. And so the reason that they're using that language, if we look at like the science of, of human design, the science of differentiation, right. It's, it's that if that arrow is pointing to the right, you're more passive, you're receptive, you're here to take things in. Mm. So it's not about being specific. So if that arrow is pointing to the left, it's not about being specific and strategic about what you're desiring. It's more about like getting into that passive energy. So what does passive energy look like? Well, it looks like the feeling, right? Like Mm. what are you actually, what do you desire to feel? And what can you feel right now? And how can you call that to you? And that's like non-specific, quote unquote, manifesting. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was quite freeing for me as well, because I was always trying, like people tell you to create a vision board and, you know, write down your call, uh, your goals and your intentions and all of these things. And it never worked for me. Like I never was able to manifest any of the things on my vision board or any of the specific things. So do you know, like what would be a good way to go about manifesting as a, as a quote right being? Yeah. So, I mean, following our type, our strategy and our authority, <laughs> we get us like exactly what we desire uh-huh. um, and in true desire, right? Not like what we see other people having and then like we think we want. Um, mm-hmm. which is a powerful thing. It's like, why are we entering into the achievement to get a desire that we don't actually even want a lot of the time? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first part that I'll caveat. <laughs> um, but then within like the human design communities that they talk about this with like, the, um, I think Jenna Zoe talks about this a lot is the interpretation of it is getting into the energy of the feeling of what you desire. So when you have that thing that you think that you want, <laughs> the, the picture of it on your vision board, like, how are you going to feel? What are you going to call to you, right? Like it's more mm-hmm. about the feeling that you receive when you get the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always the energy that always shows up. is like pride. And so it's like, okay, well, when I have the thing that I want, I'm going to feel really proud. Okay. Where do I feel that in my body? Where do I feel that in my body right now? Can I turn up the feeling in my body? Right. And so those black arrows are all around consciousness. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. so if we look at that and we look at the law of attraction that says like what we're vibrating at, like the frequency that we're vibrating at, it's what we call to us. So as receptive beings, what are we calling to us? Um, We can look at how to play with that and what can you do to like feel that way now? And likely it's going to be in flow. (laughs) It's not going to be like a planned out thing. Mm. That's the way that I would look at it. And that's what I, I like to do as like my manifestation process is like what am I trying to feel mm. how can I feel that way now and then I get to flip mm-hmm. does that resonate for you yeah yeah, yeah. I love that actually mm. yeah. yeah and it's actually I think you maybe taught me before in a different context but it was good to hear it once more in this quadrite context as well yeah Yeah, Yeah, I love that. One other thing that just popped into my mind was if someone is listening whose, let's say, partner or child is a quadrite being, how can they support us? Mm, That's such a good question. Well, one, not trying to make us focus or like be strategic, um, make it make him wrong for that way of being know them knowing that they're taking in a lot of information and they might need more rest. Um, and then another thing is just like to, to ask, to access the well, right. To, to ask questions of them. Um, it can be really powerful because a lot of the times when we, cause we can't access it ourselves. Right. So it's not like I can ask myself a question and then go into the well. (laughs) It doesn't really work like that. So a lot of the times we make ourselves like feel bad or wrong because we like don't really remember things. Mm. But then if someone asks us, we're like, oh, there it is. Right. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not completely losing my memory. Like, it still exists and it's still in there. So I think that that's um, 
something really powerful as well. I would also look like underneath the arrows, like helping someone with their like determination, their cognition, um, their motivation, their view, like helping them dive into that. I think you mm. know, one of the things that like when I went to the human design school um, for business consultancy, like the BG5 program, we didn't talk about arrows at all. Mm. And I thought that was super fascinating because I'm in an environment where I'm learning, like I'm expected to learn, but I'm expected to learn in a very left way, yeah, very strategic way where I have homework and I've turned in assignments and it's just like, it's, that's all left <laughs> It's all strategic. Yeah. versus just like, instead of taking notes as a right being, all that's required of you is presence. Mm like really being present and taking in the information it's going into the well, um, which can be a really interesting, like deconditioning process, right? Because yeah. school is like all left. I know. I remember, for example, like my father was really like, he always wanted us to perform well, you know, in school and stuff and have good grades and all of these things. And when I was in high school, I started to rebel because I hated it. I hated it. I hated like studying for exams and all of these things. And so I I wouldn't. I And I had really bad grades at one point because I just refused to study the things I didn't want to learn. You know, it was it was ridiculous. But, and. I mean, I, I know I have a lot of conditioning from childhood and growing up. Would you maybe have some tips for people who don't know how to decondition? What would be a good way to go about it when somebody wants to do um, that? From leftness to rightness or mm-hmm. general? Leftness to rightness. Yeah. Um, well, you can say general as well if you want, but... Yeah. I mean, for me, it's really like, it was all around like studying, like studying the system um, and learning like how my brain worked. It's like, oh, okay. Like that was really powerful for me. Um, Being able to learn it, especially as a projector, right? Because like we're here to master systems. And so I was like, okay, I want to study this. I want to learn about myself. I want to learn why this is. So from leftness to rightness, Um, and then I guess if you're like still in an environment where you are being asked to like focus and pay attention or like take notes, like things like that, I would say like, what would it look like to, um, (laughs) to not have to do that, to challenge, to, to experiment with, okay, I'm not going to take notes in this meeting or I'm not going to take notes in this session or whatever. It's funny you said it because I'm, and I'm an avid note taker, even though I'm a quote, right? I always yeah. felt like it's, I need to take notes. I have like, even now, like when I listen to, even like when I listen to podcasts sometimes or when I do courses, or whatever, I always love, have like notebooks full of notes and stuff. <laughs> this is funny that it's not actually natural or, you know, it's, not how not how I'm supposed to take information in. I always oh, thought I needed to take notes. <laughs> yeah, well, but so funny. I do that too, right? Like I'll like write it down, 
But like, have you ever gone back and listened to said? Hardly ever. No, right. And like, that's the same thing for me. It's almost like, oh, I'm writing it so I can like retain it a little bit. But it's like, do I actually retain it? <laughs> like, don't do I already retain it? You know what I mean? Mm. Um. So yeah, I totally feel you on that. And and sometimes when I have like a thought. I do capture it. Like I, I capture it. I like put it in a, a notion board or something. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want to lose that one. Like that was the mm-hmm. good one. Like I want to riff on that. Like I want to go down that flow. So it's like feeling through like what feels good for you. But I, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, enjoying learning from Brayton um, as a part of my deconditioning process. And just even like knowing, Oh, that's a left thing or, Oh, that's a right. It's like kind of helps me not judge myself as much because I think living in a left world, mm. there's, there's a lot of judgment that can happen because we're not being like everyone else. We're not strategic like everyone else. Mm. Were, are there some things that were surprising for you when you found out that you were quite right, that were actually that not just you were doing, but that, sort of like part of being a quad ride but maybe you didn't know or you didn't expect or maybe you realized you weren't doing or that wasn't natural for you yeah I one of them is like I love like business strategy like I think it's so fascinating um and I love it for like I love sharing leading guiding other people when invited on like other people's business strategy. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really fascinating to me, but like for my own, it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't really exist unless I like bring in support. So that was really fascinating. The other one was like that we're moving more towards, like we're going to have more and more right-facing, quad-right-facing beings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as we move into the new era of like, the grass of the sleeping Phoenix is just like a whole other conversation. But like right now we're shifting background frequencies of the earth. <laughs> um, for the past 400 years, we've been in the cross of planning, which is all around like tribal agreements. And we're moving into the grass of the sleeping Phoenix, which is all around like individual empowerment and differentiation and like knowing our design and knowing how is to it, make decisions. Is it the shift that's supposed to happen in 2027 or is it? Yeah. 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 Okay. But we're in the final seven year cycle. So things roll in cycles of, um seven and so from 2020 to 2027 this is like <laughs> the major shift <laughs> like you can feel it you can see it right and so what's coming in 2027 is a new form and mm. they're called the raves and they're going to be most like quad rights. and so we're about to have an entire like generation mm. of people beings that the left is not going to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like children that will be born after yes. 2027? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're called the rave children. Whole other like rabbit hole, which is fascinating. <laughs> like we used to be seven centered beings and now we're nine centered mm. beings and that's shifting again okay. um, in 2027. So we're going to start to see. So are they going to have even more centers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two oh. additional centers in their hands. Wow, not cool. So, oh, I would love to find out more about that. Yeah, so you're like, what was surprising? I'm like, that that was sh- <laughs> that was very surprising to me. <laughs> mm. The raves, yeah. So it's really important for, I think, for quadrates to 
to start experimenting what it's like to not be strategic because we're going to be like that connection point between this type of being, the nine-centered being, and the wraiths. Mm. That's so interesting because my inner voice, my intuition has been telling me for the past year or so that there's a new wave of star seeds or light workers or being yeah. coming and I'm supposed to support them. And oh my gosh, stop. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what does it even mean? You know? And like now I've been like learning all these things. I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. And what perfect like timing to be deconditioning from the strategic way of being. So that you can help the next, the next wave. Mm. Oof, that gives me chills. How fun. Yeah, I know. And it's funny, like the whole journey. Like, I mean, I started my journey with like me having all the health issues, like we mentioned in the beginning. And that led me to me supporting people with healing their, their, their health issues. And Now I felt like I'm done with that pretty much. And I'm supposed to like support other light workers or other healers. And, you know, and now it's like shifting in this direction, but I'm like, I, yeah, I still don't have all the information. It's still coming, but I feel like it's really connected to this quadriteness as well. It's just making so much sense altogether. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. the pieces of the puzzle coming together. That's so cool. Yeah. And you get to follow the satisfaction and the delight. Like you, I think, enjoy like doing podcast episodes, right? And so now like we're talking about this and you have something to respond to and like mm. investigate and experiment with. And it's just like so fun to watch design unfold, right? You don't have to do your design. Are designed mm. as us. Um, I heard that so many times going through human design school, like our designed as us. <laughs> it's not something you have to think about all the time. It's just like noticing where am I out of alignment? Where can I decondition to get back to self more and more and more? Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing during since the beginning of summer. That's what I've been guided to, to go back to basics and back to like where I started pretty much and, decon and decondition again, because I've done already like so much work in the past 10 years, but now it feels like it's a new level, new wife. And because we, we live in such a noisy world, right? And there's like so many things we are learning about and so many new modalities and methods and all of these things and it gets so overwhelming because we're taking it all in right all of it and uh, most of it's not even important to us like those are the things that like oh that's great and cool but then there's also like the door color and like all that other stuff you know <laughs> yeah so it feels like getting ready now for for the next phase and yeah being and Yeah, being in the experiment of human design life, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. To me, it's like, it's. I don't think you, 
need human design. And if it doesn't feel correct for you, then like, that's great. But to me, it's like, oh my gosh, experimenting with it and actually noticing what I need to quote unquote decondition from and the impact that that's had on the other side of the deconditioning and like how much more, cause I'm a projector, how much more successful I feel mm. and success, not meaning like the money in the bank account, although there's that too, but it's, it means something different to every person. And like, for me, I'm like living my embodiment of success. And so it's like, how could you not love this, this way of living this experiment? Um, Mm-mm. But there is like, I feel like this dark night of the soul sort of thing that happens right after you yeah. learn it and you start your deconditioning and you're like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, yeah. This is, this is hard. And there's still like managing your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like even during the deconditioning process and like, show, like when the mind throws things at you that you're like, Ooh, I see, I see you. I see that undefined will trying to prove yourself. I see it. And now I get to manage the mind that that's not necessarily what needs to happen right now. So, mm, yeah, no, definitely. I was gonna say something and I forgot, but it probably wasn't. Mine was uh, totally off of what we were talking about. I feel like, but I was just like validating what you were saying. I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> more. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was gonna ask, can any human design type be a quadrant? Yeah. And yeah. um, it could be wrong, but I believe so. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's not dependent on type. So yes. Okay. But are there, because I found like when I was trying to find information about quadrightness I found that most of the people they talk about it are projectors and even I feel like most of human design coaches are projectors for some reason because we're like oh my god this is life-changing information I thought (laughs) it was broken my whole life but in reality the projector (laughs) yeah yeah and then to be a quad right projector on top of it it's like oh my gosh my whole life makes sense now Mm. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to look at like actual data of how many people are, are quadrates. Maybe that exists somewhere in some database, (laughs) some MMI software. Um, But we're actually going to have more and more quadrate rights being born, especially Mm -hmm. after 2027. So um, yeah, any type can be, I've, I know some manifesting generators who are, I know, Generator U, um, projectors. I don't know if I know any manifestors or reflectors who are quadrate, but I'm sure they're out there. Mm. Yeah. And if they listen, if they are listening, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that we got to do this because I feel like there's not enough information about it out there. Like I was like, I, I heard about it from you and then I found a few more sources and you told me about Brighton as well. But other than that, there's not that many. Yeah. There's some um, raw lectures on brightness, but he's a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend for all unless you're like studying um, and you want to study it 
which a lot of projectors do, right? Want to study. And I'm a five one. So the first line in me is like, give me the source material. I want the source material. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really funny. Like a lot of people when Bra, the you know, the founder of human design, when he talked about there being the shift until 2027 and about quite like a lot of people were talking about how he was like doom and gloom and like they're like oh you're so pessimistic like it's not going to be that bad <laughs> then 2020 happens and be like mm, yep Robert's right like things are shifting <laughs> the world is mm-hmm. shifting we mm-hmm. need the right the source so yeah oh I remembered what I was gonna say before I was gonna say I mean I I've been learning about human design for probably the last couple of years or so, and it's just making so much sense for me. And a lot of ways, I mean, it feels like I already know a lot of these things, but they just sort of like a confirmation for me. And a lot of the things I know, like I have a strong connection with my inner voice, you know, and I get a lot of information, a lot of knowing, like intuitively. And then it's like a confirmation for me that when I hear it from you or, you know, like when I read about my human design, it, it's like, yeah, of course, of course. It's, it's like this. Yeah. So it's fascinating to me, like what, what all of the things you can tell from your human design and how you meant to live. And yeah. Amazing so good it's yeah it's like um here's a blueprint to your energy and here's how you like it's like you know uh that you'd love to use this example in design school it's like here's your vehicle user manual here's how to use this body that you're in for the most effective ride mm. <laughs> you know and it's like we've, we've got the user manual and we can use it and like nothing's wrong with us we just have a diff- we're all in different cars Mm. yeah thank you so much lauren for being here i know you work mainly with projectors that you like you used to do other things as well but you now you want to concentrate mainly on projectors if there's any projectors listening do you want to share maybe where they can find you how they can connect with you maybe what what you're offering at the moment. I know you have an amazing retreat coming up that I was I saying, if, I wish I was a projector so I could go. Thank you for that. Well, I think I just, before I go back, uh, before I answer, I want to go back to the, the, the way you phrased the question, because it's like really illuminating to me as well. It's like, you said, I know you're concentrating on projectors right now, which is such a strategic thing. Right? <laughs> like, even that it's like, oh, you're focusing on projectors or you're concentrating on projectors. And I just like want to share like the reason that I'm offering things for projectors is because I keep getting recognized and invited by projectors. So <laughs> like, if you wanted something from me, humans of any type, okay, you're welcome to recognize and invite me. Um, and I will take it through my authority. And if it's a yes amazing and if it's a no okay sorry. Right, keep it in <laughs> yeah but I mean I think I think that's really an interesting kind of like thing to say and note from like a quad right being it's not that I was like okay I'm gonna go and I'm gonna like only focus on projectors for a while I was doing that with my mind and I was like nope I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this to myself I'm not gonna focus I'm not gonna 
you know, force it and be strategic. I'm going to follow my strategy and my authority. And so like strategy and authority over and over projectors, 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 projectors. And I'm like, okay, well, like, let's just like create some sort of container for this, um, get some support in it and be able to flow within the context of projectors. So yes, long story long. Um, I have three things. One of them is a projector success workshop, um, where I break down really how to opt out of the generator world that we're living in. If you are a projector still operating in that paradigm. Um, and then two, I have a projector portal, which is like a DIY program, which is like all the things that I wish would have wished I would have known about being a projector, especially in business. Um, hours and hours of content, like when people are in my DMs, and they're like, tell me what it means to be a projector. I'm like, I have so much to say. I don't even know where to start <laughs> because I am a quad right. So ask me a specific question or like, if you want the deep well, that's where that lives. Um, and then the, uh, I have projector playground, which is my three month mastermind for high level projector, like high earning projectors where we're having like deep conversations of what it looks like to actually live your design within business um, and do the experiment together without being kind of like pulled off track by the generator way of life. And then finally, I have Projectors in Paradise, which is a retreat in the Dominican Republic in October, mm-hmm. um, which will be so good. Sucking up all the goodness in Aura, um, talking around safety, being visible, um, and so much more. So those are all, all of the things. And yes, I know they're all like projector-based, but that's who's inviting me. So <laughs> it. And if they, if people wanted to connect with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Lauren E Armstrong underscore, um, or on my website at laurenarmstrong.com. Okay. And we will include the links in the show notes as well. Okay. Awesome. This is so fun. I, I feel know. like I didn't have as many questions. I wasn't like asking questions back as like deep within my well. So, so thank you for your For your beautiful questions, I know that that's not a natural. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. And I mean, I love learning about this and I'm so happy that you accepted my invitation and came on to the podcast to talk about these things because it's so fascinating, so interesting to me and I loved having you and I hope maybe one day you will do something on quadrightness, maybe a program. Mm. I'll have to bring Brayton in for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. Mm. I hope you have a beautiful, flowy rest of your day. (laughs) You too. So there you have it. That's That was such a wonderful episode, such a wonderful conversation with Lauren. If you enjoyed the episode, please go share your takeaways with us, either on Instagram, go take a screenshot while you're listening, tag us both or send us a DM, Lauren and I or either of us. And we would love to hear from you what what resonated with you. And if you have any questions, I'm sure Lauren would love to answer them as well. And I'm here for you as well if you if you have any questions for me. So thank you so much for listening. So so you happy you are here today. So grateful for all of you. And that's it from today. And 
If you would like to find out more information about Conscious Healing Blueprint, go to the show notes and there is a link and you can find out more there. And if you have any questions about that, you can send me a message as well. Okay, my beautiful friends, thank you so much for listening again. Sending you so much love from my heart to yours. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye.